2: Previously on Who Killed Amy Maholovic.
4: Other new clues that have come out, of course, are you know they held this big press conference about two years ago, where they revealed uh, a big new piece of, of, of evidence, which are these kind
5: of ruddy green, military green or, or um, curtains, you know, that were made from uh, fabric, it,
4: like a bedsheet that had been hand. Sewn into a curtain at one time, and that was used. They now believe it was used to wrap Amy's body.
1: Well, apparently we've talked about this. Apparently, a lot of people are confident. I mean, he's on. um, He's not doing it for free. Somebody's paying for him to be down here like this, right? And and he was only supposed to have been down here for six weeks. Six weeks. Now we're going on two years.
0: Well, the the interesting part is, you know, there are so many names out there that uh, there's there's obviously. Probably over 100 that I recognize, if you were to pull out these thousands of names. Some because I know them, or others because we've done more investigative work on that individual versus the other. But it's, there's so many names, and that's where the database comes in handy, because somebody will say a name, and I have to think, well, oh, it doesn't ring a bell, but let me plug it in. Sure enough, they're there.
2: Do you think you'll have a sense of closure? Or that's that...
0: always been, uh, we talk about that a lot.
1: We think they're getting closer. We think they're getting closer. We don't know. We, that's always our um, carrot in front of uh, front of our face, you know, that uh, they're getting close.
2: I am Bill Huffman, and welcome to episode 14 of Who Killed Amy Maholovic. On this week's episode, I thought it would be important for the listeners to hear more from Amy's mother, Margaret. Because unfortunately, Margaret succumbed to lupus, and most people say a broken heart, on September 29, 2001. With this week about giving thanks, I wanted you to know who Margaret was and how tirelessly she worked on finding Amy and Amy's killer. During the time Amy was missing, Margaret was a constant presence on the local media and even on the national stage. One of the segments of today's episode will be from when Margaret was a guest on Sally Jesse Raphael, a daytime talk show from the 1980s and 90s. The talk show format in that era focused mainly on the tragedies of life, and missing children was a big thing in that circle. Patty Wetterling, whose son Jacob went missing five days before Amy, and the mother of Melissa Brannon, whose daughter was also missing, joined Margaret. In previous episodes of this podcast, I have talked about watching this episode of Sally Jesse Raphael with my 5th grade class. Other clips will be from press conferences Amy's mother did during Amy's disappearance and after Amy's body was found. So join me this week as we hear from the mother that so tragically passed away in 2001 before ever seeing justice for Amy Mahalovic.
5: Stuff. The three children you are looking at, Jacob Wetterling, Amy Maholovic, and Melissa Brannan, all of these children have been abducted. And to this day, they are still missing. Yet, you're going to find that this is a show about hope and about support. About families who refuse to give up the search for the children they love and the American communities that have monumentally rallied around these families. Today, uh, we're trying to learn something. We've been talking about children who have been abducted and are still missing. Now, this is the story of Amy. It was this shopping mall where 10-year-old Amy Maholovic was abducted less than three months ago. Since the abduction, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and even Amy's 11th birthday have come and gone, and still Amy is missing. Yet Amy's hometown of Bay Village, Ohio, keeps reminders of Amy everywhere. T-shirts with Amy's picture. Thousands of flyers have been distributed, and white ribbons on the trees keep the prayer alive that Amy will come home soon and come home safe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Please meet Amy's mother, Margaret Maholovic. Margaret, I'm going to ask, I know this is difficult, and I actually shouldn't have had you look at the television set to see the pictures. It's important you tell the story so that we can come up with any kind of uh, help that we can. You thought Amy
3: was staying after school for choir practice, right? Mm -hmm. The day she was abducted. What happened? Uh, Normally, the children call me at work when they get home from school so that I know they're safe. Um, My my son called as usual. Um, He said, Amy wasn't at home yet. Thank you. Um, I said, well, that's all right. i would given her permission to stay after school for uh, a choir practice. And the uh, next thing that happened was Amy called. Um, I had assumed she was at home. Uh, nothing seemed highly unusual about the phone call, uh, except in retrospect, of course. Um, I was extremely busy. And sometimes they have a chance to chat too long. So I, I you know, hung up, thinking everything was all right. When I got home from work, my son said, you know, Mom, Amy's still not home. And he said, I passed her bicycle in the uh, uh, bike rack at school at 4.30. I knew something was wrong because Amy is an exceptionally reliable child, very responsible for her age. Uh, So I went to uh, the school. I couldn't rouse the janitor, so I went directly to the police department and they had a squad meet me. And uh, they searched the school.
5: This is by, this time, what time is it?
3: uh, Approximately
5: 6.15, 6.30. And the time she had called you? Approximately 3.30. All right, three hours have passed.
3: Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, After that, they asked me to uh, go home and wait for a phone call. They had asked me, do you think she went to a friend's house? Uh, Could she be doing something else? And I said, no, absolutely not. I know my daughter. She wouldn't do that without asking permission. And furthermore, she would not leave her bicycle in the rack. Uh, By 8 o'clock that evening, uh, we had officers at our home uh, asking a lot of questions. They did, in fact, determined that Amy was not a runaway. She had plenty of access to lots of money. Uh, All of her clothing and articles were there, except for what she wore at school. And um, fortunately for us, they didn't wait the proverbial 24 hours. Uh, Persons that live in our city uh, who work for the FBI and were not on duty at the time, volunteered their time early Saturday morning. And since then, we've been very fortunate with uh, real in-depth, dedicated. Persons working uh, to bring her home where was she last seen the last time that she was actually seen was in a shopping square uh, supposedly talking to uh, the gentleman of which they have a, a composite of the suspect
5: okay go back um, on that
3: you you think she left home left school I know from uh, a friend of hers that I spoke to said that she walked out the door, she usually walks out, passed her bike in the bike rack and walked the opposite direction of our home. He said hello, she did not respond. The next thing that we have for certain is that she was sighted in the shopping square, which is approximately a block, a block and a half from the school.
5: Okay. The person who saw her, what was she doing in the mall when they saw her? Uh, uh, Talking
3: to the suspect.
5: Who's the suspect? In other words... They have no name. They, ha- they have this composite, this description. They have a
3: composite given by a description of two, from two juveniles. And that's all you know? That's absolutely all I know. Three months? Approximately, yes. Long months. Long months.
5: What has happened I- in those months?
3: Well, um mark my husband her father myself jason and i we've gone through a whole gamut of emotions from hysteria and chaos to this is a surrealistic dream this is not happening this is a a bad tv show i'm going to turn it off and it'll be okay to being numb and empty and and then turning into an anger you know why me why amy why any child but at this point our focus is Amy um, to saying okay we'll cry at night we'll get emotional at night and during the day we'll do what we can to find her And that you know anything we can uh, whether it be letters or or shows or newspapers or uh, sending thank you notes for the wonderful support that we receive from our community and then it seems the circle starts back all over again. You go back through the chaos and the hysteria, and it's unbelievable. And then you get angry, and then you cry, and it's kind of a vicious circle, never ending.
5: You're also wearing an armband? Yes. For love of Amy. And in your hands?
3: Um, well, these are treasured things of mine. Um, Amy did the sculptor work in her school last year. Uh, she's exceptionally fond of horses and horseback riding. She's a wonderful horse person. Um, And I thought, this is really a good job for a fourth grader. (laughs) You know. It is a good job. She did this for me at home. She is the kind of person who's always doing loving, sweet things, uh, giving gifts wherever possible and, just little notes, I love you, mommy, and so on. And not so, a,
5: an unhappy child, not a child who wanted to run away, no big family. I mean, I, I, forgive all. me for having to ask those stupid mm-hmm. questions, but I think it's a thing that goes through people's minds. Is right. she is she a child that may have had a early boyfriend? Is she a child that, that, that may have had a big fight with you or dad or something?
3: Oh, nothing out of the ordinary. Just uh, She's just an exceptionally remarkable child. Um, very mature, very bubbly, very, she's shy until you get to know her very well. She's very shy and very quiet, but with her good friends, uh, she'll go out and play a game of soccer. Uh, She loves to ride horses. Uh, What do her friends think? What do her friends think? Um, They miss her terribly. Um, What do they think happened? I I am not real certain. All they know is Amy is gone. Uh, I have not really spoken with her friends about it in particular. Because I think they're feeling a drastic sense of, of emptiness and loss as well, and these i 've always had the habit of uh, when I am there, my children 's friends come to our home, and so in a lot of ways their friends become quasi children i mean they're like my children too, and i, I have to be sensitive to their feelings
5: and it 's hard uh, for them, and so
3: I, I really have not discussed it with them per se but i I know everyone, even persons that knew her only uh, in passing, uh, thought highly of her.
5: You know, um, y- you say to yourself how, how terribly scary and, and how strange and, and one has no idea.
3: That's right. You know,
5: no idea. That's
3: right.
5: How, how you'd act or, or what would happen to you. There
3: aren't any words in the English language to explain it, the it feeling. Is, Um, The emptiness, the anger, the trauma, the tragedy. There just aren't adjectives enough to explain. There's just no way.
5: We, um, I think you envision uh, something awful like you're sitting there and your child's there. Poof! The child is gone. And next we have a story of a little girl. Literally, poof! She was gone. We'll be right back.
1: of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end what will I become?
4: Senwa Saga Hellblade 2 play it now with
0: Game Pass
2: when Amy was abducted in October of 1989 her story became a firestorm for the local media and Margaret Took the spokesperson role very seriously and kept her daughter's story in the news. And some of the clips that I'm going to play, you may have heard before, but it is very important for you to hear how it felt for her as a mother to lose a child.
3: First uh, couple of four or five days, you know, you spend 24 hours a day crying your eyes out and saying, "Why? Why me? Why me? Why my Amy?" And I guess there is no answer to that question because. Uh, it's, it's, this is proven, it can happen anywhere, anytime. But um, after a while, you still cry. We love you, Amy. We love you, we support you. We send everything good out of our hearts to you. Send some message, find some way to come home. I've always taught them the rules. You never go with anyone anywhere, but that's how we got through her, through her soft heart. She wanted to do something for mom and it was supposed to be kept secret.
1: Yeah, the kids, and I don't, I, I think I didn't remember the word, but if somebody said, I'm here to pick up you at school, they uh, without them saying the, the, the secret word, uh, they knew that that was not, they weren't uh, supposed to be doing that. It was, it was brought up, yeah. That's what makes you think even more that she knew. Something about this person that uh, she went off with.
0: Yeah, you know, First of all, Margaret and Amy were close. Uh, you know, They rode horses together. They hung out together. They, they were more close. And I think that there had to be some factual basis in Amy's mind for this trip to meet this person. And I think that would make sense. And I also think that for them to have the information they did um, implies some familiarity with Margaret.
3: We love you, Amy. We love you, we support you. We send everything good out of our hearts to you. Send some message, find some way to come home.
2: It was heartbreaking when Amy's body was discovered on February 8th, 1990, and Margaret had to face the fact that Amy would not be coming home. Let
6: any gift be a living remembrance to one of two organizations the Lake Erie Nature and Science Center because Amy loved animals and loved to learn. And of course, to the Community Fund for AMY to protect the children of the present and the future. We feel that donations here in these two places would serve as a tribute To all those who have helped in the search for our Amy, we don't have anything else to say except thank you Cleveland for all your efforts, for all your hope, for all your support, for all your caring, and bless you.
3: Amy Center, may I help you? Yes, it
4: is. After more than four months, the Amy Center today closed down operations here in the Bay Village Engineer's Office. More than 200 volunteers got involved from as far away as Hudson and Wadsworth. They spent thousands of hours distributing more than a million and a half Amy posters nationwide. Today, volunteers talked of the frustrating search for Amy's killer.
2: Either that or they're either looking for some, you know, specific thing.
4: One of the many volunteers here at the Amy Center was 17-year-old Adams and Betty of Hinkley. A couple of months ago, Adam composed and recorded a song for Amy, a song that was to be played on area radio stations. Amy,
2: why were you from I feel that music touches a lot of people, and I just thought if the, you know whoever took her had her, you know maybe heard the song would bring her home.
4: Amy's mother, Margaret Mahalova, came by to meet Adam and thank all the volunteers. She says, even though it's too late for Amy, she still wants Adam's song released. It's a plea
3: for bring our children home. Amy was one. Fortunately for our family, she received a lot of support from the community. But she's only one. Jacob Wetterling is still missing. Melissa Braden, Alexis out of uh, Kentucky, and
4: numerous others. Howard Kimball founded the Amy Center, putting in more than 12 hours a day. We made the. Uh, greater part of this country, or at least uh, at least the eastern the eastern half of the United States, uh, quite well aware that we had a missing girl named Amy.
2: Remember that we love you, and we'll try to carry
4: on. In Bay Village, Kevin Downey reporting for the 10 o'clock news.
2: White
6: ribbons remain tied on trees in Bay Village. They were hung last fall, shortly after Amy's disappearance. Earlier today, the ribbons symbolized hope. Hope that one day, family, friends, and neighbors would see the young girl again. Amy's posters up all over town will eventually come down. So will the ribbons tied up for Amy that are now worn and torn but her memory will stay as this tiny tree grows. Students planted the tree for Amy after she disappeared.
4: There was a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and plenty of tear-stained faces. They stood still, clutching their own children, imagining the agony such a tragedy must have put on the Maholovic family. How could pictures like these ever be forgotten? Officials believe Amy's body was dumped by her abductor, who may have also been her killer. The investigation to find who is responsible is still active. But from this day forward, Amy's mother wants those who have worked so hard and grieved so hard for her to begin to repair their own lives.
3: Amy was. She is gone. But I would ask of everyone here and those who can't be here. Let's stop living in the shadow of Amy's tragedy. We must look forward, we must put a smile on our face, learn from this tragic event, but not wallow in the sadness.
4: As a living memorial, a tree was planted, a star magnolia, adjacent from the shopping mall where Amy was kidnapped. It will bloom pink buds and open into white blossoms. We pray that you would continue to guide those who search for her killer. But Lord, I pray that more than ever, Your love will be felt by the Mihaljeviks, by those who love them and care for them, and by our community. We dedicate this tree and this monument to her memory, but Lord, we thank you that she lives on in our hearts, and that we do remember her, and we remember each other. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
2: Margaret and Mark Mihaljevic went on to divorce a year or so after Amy went missing. She began going by her maiden name, McNulty, and went on to co-found the Community Fund for Assisting Missing Youth. According to Margaret's obituary, in its first two years, the program taught 47,000 children about dangers posed by strangers. And while she still lived in the Cleveland area during the 1990s, she had left Bay Village and had begun working with the Ohio State Attorney General, Lee Fisher, on missing children legislation. Margaret was an extremely smart person, and it is a tragedy that she won't be able to see Amy's killer held accountable. So I hope you've learned a little bit more about who Margaret was. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode of Who Killed Amy Maholovic, and stay tuned for next week's episode, episode 15. If you enjoy this independently produced podcast, please help support independent journalism by clicking on the donate button on the bottom left of com. You can also make a donation through the Venmo app with my username at Bill-Huffman-3. Thank you to the listeners that help keep this podcast going, as any amount is appreciated. And you can also help support the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, because that will help get this show the coverage it deserves. You can contact the Bay Village Police Department at 440-871-1234 if you have any new information. The FBI is also offering a reward of up to $25,000 for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the individual or individuals responsible for the death of Amy Renee Maholovic. So anyone with information concerning this case, please contact the FBI at one 800 call FBI. Thank you again for listening and be safe.